Hello sacred souls and welcome to My Sacred Return, the podcast. I'm Liz and I created this space to help you connect with experiences that let you know you're understood. Whether you're struggling to juggle the weights of the world, feel like childhood wounds are still holding you back or just want to peek into the life of someone doing the work, I'm pretty sure that I have something for you here. So let's talk. Hello my sacred souls and welcome back to another episode of My Sacred Return the podcast. If you're new here, welcome. I'm Liz and today's episode I wanted to talk about the walk after healing and I feel like and I, I always include myself, but I feel like at the moment everything has become so rigid even healing and so when people embark on a healing journey it's all promoted like yes come and find your tribe come and find your people and stay in this repeated cycle of healing and no one gets out to live their life and so yeah I just wanted to talk about it a little bit from my perspective because I do think it is very important that when we come from a background or we come from a cycle of abuse or dysfunction or neglect that when we turn around and we start to heal these wounds we don't just sit all day every day focused on healing traumas and shadow work we actually do live our life because otherwise what did you heal for and so after you heal a wound you need to live your life like you're healthy not like you're still sick and how do you do this? So you have to look at yourself and think like, do you still operate from this victim space where you're always ready for attack? You're always prepared to be ridiculed and you're literally living on edge whenever you do something for yourself. Because if you are, you are still in that same pattern. It's just showing up in a different way. For me, I constantly stayed in this pattern of masculine energy when it came to how I did things so I'm a very 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 feminine woman um it shines through it's it's my dominant energy that I'm in but I know how to use my masculine energy when I need to do things when I need to get into my logic and organize and certain things I know how to execute with a masculine energy however because of so many things that I'd been through before, when it came to doing things that I loved and I was completely in my feminine, my creative essence, and I was playful and I was having fun, when it came to translating that out into the world, I would have this kind of like battle with my feminine and masculine energies where the loving, you know, loving to shine and loving to beautify my life and loving to create things and express myself at the deepest emotions and be vulnerable would face the what is the world going to think and how does it present and does it make sense and if you've healed a wound why are you writing a poem about it and you know and that's like this conflict of energies battling each other and so I would hold myself back from doing a lot of the things that I healed to be able to do freely And I had to think to myself, if I was really letting courage lead my footsteps and I truly trusted in higher powers and I truly trusted in God that I am being welcomed into my destiny 
by being myself that I have healed these wounds, then I wouldn't still be preparing for someone to say something mean to me or for someone to judge me or knowing that if I post something on social media, who might be watching and worried about what they might be thinking and saying about me or, you know, proving myself to people basically. And so recently I stepped back from Instagram and I step back from Instagram all the time, Um, Twitter, any kind of social media platforms. I pull myself back when I get to a point of like, I feel completely too distracted and I am going to make an episode soon, possibly next week. I'm not going to promise next week, but very soon talking about um, social media breaks and just the importance of pulling yourself back from the internet but I yeah so I recently stepped back from Instagram and I changed how I use it and I'm still figuring it out but it's very much a lot of auto publish and a lot of like completely pulled back from seeing what people do and like hiding like counts and all of those things because I realized that when I was on social media so much, no matter if I'm just speaking to people that I like, I'm still falling back into these old habits and patterns of worry. When I get too close to someone or someone is constantly, you know, supporting me over and over and I'm seeing their face over and over again. And then I'm starting to think, okay, does this remind me of an old pattern? Um, Is this still showing up? Is enmeshment showing up? Is this genuine? Am I being my full self? And then I would find myself tailoring my voice um, when I'm speaking to people, not as in like my vocal voice, but like the voice of my thought and opinion when I'm speaking to people who say I know don't take things the same way as me or my bluntness could be too much. So I'm softening my voice to the point that I'm diluting the truth. Um, so I started to notice these patterns and when you when you like people, because I, I don't really want to speak about disliking people, but like when you come from a space where maybe no one gets you, you're constantly faced with, you know, opposing views and people are already ready to attack you. When you find people that are nice, the subtle things that maybe don't align, you can miss them because you're so like, you feel so seen, you feel so heard. But sometimes people only resonate with you in a certain space and you still have to continue being your full self in all other areas regardless. And so I found that with me, when it comes to showing up as my healed self in conversation with people that I like who may not have healed specific wounds yet, I would water it down or water down how confident I was feeling or how much I was over a situation because I'm finding that I'm engaging with people who are still in that situation and if this is a client and I'm counselling them, that's completely different because there's a there's a very clear boundary set between a client and a counsellor but when it's someone that you're engaging with and you're an associate or you're a social media friend or it's someone that you've known for years it's a friend from personal life or family member etc it's so much easier to tailor yourself back into these old habits of people pleasing and silencing yourself because you know you know how they will feel about it and you don't want to rub anyone the wrong way but that is still not living true to yourself that's still living in that sickness of 
whatever you've tried to heal from. And it's not to say that you haven't done the healing, but it's like you're not truly embodying it. It's like, for example, if you broke your leg and you like needed crutches and then you had surgery or you just healed it, you know, and now you don't need crutches anymore, but you keep using those crutches even though you don't need them just in case and I feel like that's how I have showed up so much with people and I see it with people all the time doing the same thing because I'm very observant I am a people watcher um but like I see it show up so much where people have healed and it's like you don't need the crutch anymore you don't need to silence your thoughts and your beliefs in these situations. You can speak your truth and you know how to speak your truth without being argumentative. So if someone takes it the wrong way, then you also have learned and healed how to move forward without holding animosity, but you're still treating yourself and others like you're that old person. And then what will happen is people will start to see, oh, okay, they've healed, but not much has changed because I can still, you know, cross their boundaries. I can still call on them whenever I have this and that gossip to talk about. I can still be resistant to my healing and be in their space, but that is not healthy or beneficial to either of you. And so you need to really look back and step out of the space of like constantly monitoring your healing and understand I've healed this space I've healed this wound and I'm going to go back out into the world and I'm going to live like I've healed a wound with the clarity of you know whatever you've learned in your time of healing and then if something is to arise again then you can look back and say okay I've healed this situation how do I How does my new mind process this, but not on edge waiting for it to happen, if that makes any sense to you? And so get the techniques and the practices that you need, you know, your healing, whether it's your breath work, your energy work, whether it's your journaling, you know, getting a therapist, whether it's exercise, whatever it is for you that you need to be able to maintain your healing get it, get the techniques, get the practices, integrate them and practice them as part of your daily life, as integrated as brushing your teeth or bathing. Like, you know, if it's meditation that helps you stay centered, make sure you stick to your meditating every day, but live your life. Meditating every day doesn't take the whole of the day, you know, depending on how long you meditate, 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes in the evening or whatever it is, get your, get your skills that you need to maintain your healing, the things that you've learned along the journey, integrate them and implement them in your daily life and then get back to living. Like, what did you heal for, you know? And so recently I read a book as I'm always reading a book and it was called The Transformation of the Heart and it's by Llewellyn Vaughan Lee, who is a Sufi, um, is he a teacher, a writer? He, he does a lot of different things, but he's in the Sufism faith. And the book talks about the mystic path of being in the world, but not being of it. And I always, like, people describe me as, like, you're in this, you're from this, you're in this world, but you're not from here. Like, you're from somewhere else. And I'm like, I'm definitely in the world, but not of it. But when I look at myself, when I step back from being indulged in a thing so for example like I said earlier social media 
when I step back from being overly indulged in a thing, I realise where I forget that I am in this world, but not of it. And where I start to live like I'm of this world, where I start to question myself and doubt myself because of what is displayed in this world as normal. When what is normal, (laughs) what has been normal, a lot of that has been dysfunction for me because my nature, my natural state and my natural being doesn't align with it. And so there are a lot of things that if something makes you question yourself and pick yourself apart, it isn't natural for you. That's not for you. The things that are for you will feel more effortless. And I think we don't give those things as much grace and as much glory as they deserve because it feels so easy. And people have made out over years and years and decades and centuries that when things come and feel easy, then it's like, it's not worth having, you know, what is it? Nothing worth having comes easy, etc. Which is only true in very specific cases, but for the most of, like the most of things, yes, it can be much easier. It can be much easier. The conflict is when we start to let this world and the minds of the world and the things and notions created on this earth by us as human, And we take those things as, you know, the ultimate fact and the ultimate truth and as so rigid and unable to be shaken and we try to make ourselves fit into them. But as limitless beings and we are so like expansive, how is it possible for all of us individuals, every single being here is unique. No one is replicated, not even like a twin, you know, like no one is the same as another here how do we fit in perfectly with what these what someone else has crafted in their mind and thought to be true we don't even all that I'm saying right now I really hope anytime you hear my voice anytime you see me whether you read my books whether you you know watch my Instagram or YouTube whatever it is that you literally take what is for you what that flows through you and what hits you in a spot that's like yeah I already thought that and then what doesn't make sense to you let it go through because the things that you already think like I already thought that before that makes sense or they're explaining something that feels in my body familiar to me then there's something for you there But if it's too much, even if it's something that maybe in 10 years time is going to make sense to you, but right now you're at this resistance, don't force it because everything comes in its own time. And when we force things, that's when we lose the true beauty and the essence of things. And so I realize when I'm trying to force myself to be, you know, of this world where I'm this type of person, I am very multifaceted. There I'm a huge contradiction, like a big paradox. All of my personality traits and different things about myself, if you were to put them on paper, it doesn't make sense. But it does make sense to me. And so when people ask me like, oh, how would you describe yourself? I'm always like, oh, I'm just Ellis. And that to someone who doesn't know me is like, yeah, I know that's your name, but what does that mean? But to someone who knows me, they're like, Ellis is just Ellis. There's no one like Ellis. 
that's such an Ellis thing because I'm so many different things. I'm a very, very serious when it comes to things that need to be taken seriously. And outside of that, I am so silly, so playful, so annoying and like childlike. Um, to some people, I'm like a really old soul. To some people, I'm like such a childish show, childish soul. Um, I like... When it comes to me being with children, I'm like so playful with them, but I'm also like, I guide them and I will teach them things. I'm very particular in, I'm the type of person to share, but I'm never going to share my drink, like your mouth on my drink. No, like, but then further than those just like homely things of knowing me, how I project myself in the world, some people may think I'm super shy because I don't speak around them or don't, you know, let my hair down around them. Some other people think I'm the most outgoing person ever. And this is not, these are when I'm in my own space of just being me because I fluctuate. However, what happens is because I fluctuate between so many different personalities and so many different kinds of, you know, ways of being, when I meet people in certain spaces that see me as just one thing. So when I was doing journalism and like people met me in the music industry as like, okay, this is journalism kind of style and the music and the different kind of things and the artists that I was speaking to or interviewing or people I was working with is a specific genre. When I'm outside of that and I'm listening to the other kind of music that I like, people are looking at me like, but is this really you? And at the same time, I had people that I'd known that I'd seen as friends who had met me listening to one type of genre maybe more soulful and saw me working with like rap music and they're like but is this really you and it's like anyone like my I've got siblings so my siblings and my mom you know will know yes all of this is her but to some people they only know one side of you and usually it's the part of you that they resonate with and so if you are not one track minded which most people aren't then there are going to be people that want to hold you in the space where they can relate to you, especially if they feel like they relate to you so much more than they relate to other people for one thing. And so you might be tricked into, or I don't even want to use tricked for that because it feels a bit harsh, but you might feel like you can change yourself around that person to mold yourself into what they need because you can see they need it. And I am one of those people, I wanna help people. I always want to give people what I feel they need and not what I think they need. Um, Like, yeah, what they are showing me they need basically and not what I just want to give them. Maybe that's a better way of saying it. And so I will be like, okay, this person only likes the part of me that is soft and, you know, completely spiritual and just talking about God and, you know, listening to some Erica Badu and burning my incense and cooking some nice homely food and like talking about like past lives. So only they'll see that side of me. But if I'm not in that mood today, if I'm in like, I was just listening to like bumping some Jay-Z, I'm feeling real confident and real fly. I want to put my makeup on and I want to be like a bougie princess today and I'm hype and that person just likes me at that space, then I go into that energy because they've called, it will put me down. And it doesn't mean that they're a bad vibe or anything, but I'm shifting myself to meet them where they're at when 
that's not the natural flow of where my body is going right now and so it can drain the life out of you and that's just an example of how it can happen when you mold yourself to people and you can't be your full self now me being my full self to a person like because I can compare it with my family compared to like friends because it's easier for me now to be more of my full self with family so if that was a family member who called me and I'm in that mood my sister's gonna be like oh you're in an annoying mood right now and then she can decide whether she wants to take it or leave it because if she's in that mellow mood and she wants to talk about something serious she can be like oh no do you know what I'll speak to you later and then when I'm back in that mood I can say okay my serious head's on now let's talk but I have that freedom with people outside of myself who I feel like, oh, this person, you know, I like them and maybe they're a bit more sensitive than I present myself as or a bit more fragile or, you know, I find myself connecting with them so much that I don't want to tarnish this connection because I might not find a friend like that again. That's the areas where I might not show up as my full self, but then it leaves me afterwards feeling empty or drained or off balance because I'm meeting them at different energy centers that I'm not in at that moment. I don't know why I said energy centers, I just meant energy, but maybe energy centers, I should have said that. Um, But yeah, so it's like this tug of war. And when you're too consumed with what everyone else is doing, when you're giving your energy to everybody else and you're not making this time for yourself consistently to just be you, you will get pulled left and right. And that's why when you've done your healing, you have to implement the practices daily as your constant routine so that you can stay in the energy that you healed to be into. So if you wanted to be you know, if you've been shy and timid, but inside your head, you see yourself as being this vibrant, outgoing person, you've grown up and you've always imagined yourself being on TV, doing, I don't know, like choreography or anything, but everyone around you is like, you're so shy, you're so shy, oh, you're so quiet, you're so shy, she would never put herself out there, he would never go and, you know, start a music career, like, they would never do that, they're so shy, When you hear that, that goes against what you think in your head for yourself. And so you start to absorb it and think, oh, I can't do this. You know, I'm limited. But then say you heal and you work on those wounds, you work on building up your confidence, you work on these things by yourself, but then you encounter these same people. The old mind and the mind that's still focusing on healing will take in what they say And we'll be like, okay, I haven't completely healed properly because they're still saying this. Rather than saying, no, let me show myself I'm not that anymore. Whether it's speaking up in a setting and saying, no, actually, I'm not shy anymore. I've worked on myself. I'm not really shy. You didn't really know me because I was operating from like a traumatized state. And this is actually who I am. You're welcome to be reintroduced to me at this new space. But please stop calling me those names from the past. And then also showing yourself, like show yourself in that moment you're confident by speaking up. Show yourself like, okay, these people keep on talking about my past where, you know, before my healing or these people who met me and they're going through healing too. Maybe I got through it a little bit faster than them and they constantly keep on trying to make this situation a we thing. Like, yeah, we aren't confident and we're lacking in this area and we're really struggling and we're this and you just want to be happy, vibrant, free because you know who you were and you know who you've chosen to be now. 
you stand up and say, this is not where I'm at anymore and this is what I'm pushing through. You know, I didn't heal just to sit and talk about healing 24-7. I healed so that I can live my life and that when something comes up again, I have the tools in my back pocket. So if I ever should need them, I can pull them out and they can be my protection and my defense. But I'm not walking around on edge like someone's going to get me because that's how you were living before already. What's the point of having the tools if you're not going to use them? And so for me... When it comes to like being in the world, but not of it, there's that of me, you know, changing myself to meet people. And then there's also like where I was just speaking about the, um, like when people say you're shy, you're shy, like me personally. So I, I'm walking a very sacred path, hence my sacred return. You know, I'm really looking at life as such a, a beautiful experience to be here and I'm so happy but I wasn't always like I love life type of person I used to hate life I used to want to die all the time like I was just so hurt down in the dumps and outwardly to others I would always be a listening ear I would always be supportive I'd always see the bright side for other people but personally for me I just didn't see it for myself however there was still things that which it probably doesn't make sense when I'm saying it to people. To me, it still doesn't make sense completely. So that's probably why I can't translate it. But there are certain things, and I truly believe God knew my heart more than what I was presenting as, because there are certain disciplines and certain morals and certain beliefs that I have and have always had that this world has like challenged against me. And even in the moments where I was, you know, self-medicating or trying to kill myself or hanging out with the wrong people in situations where I'm manipulated and abused etc there are still certain things that I held onto and didn't shake with even if it was so hard even if I came to the edge even if I felt crazy there were certain things that I just held onto or situations that God saved me from that align with who I am today who I truly always have been but who I am today and I never saw myself living to 28 I'm 28 now I never saw myself living to 28 in my teenage years when I was a child of course I saw myself living big and having this big you know amazing life I'm famous I have a tv show and I heal people and blah blah but as a teenager at that point I was like yeah I'm about to be out of here in like five minutes and so I didn't see in my consciousness a reason to even hold on to all of these ideas and beliefs but now they serve me so well so God knew better than me but because of having these certain things um, about myself people have these ideas of me so When I come out and speak about, oh yeah, I've worked on myself for these past few years and been healing, there are people that are like, well, you've always been mature. It's easy for you because you've always, you know, had this. You've always done this. You've always been disciplined. You've always loved yourself. And I'm like, I haven't. That wasn't me. Those, I don't understand how those things happen to fall in line because that wasn't me as in like consciously. Of course, it's me as who I am truly, as my essence. But it wasn't my, by by my intention that these things all happened the way that they did um and so I struggle with people putting their projections onto me 
of like this holier than thou person because I do not wish to be holier than thou I seek to be as holy as I truly am and then walk in that grace and so like for myself I do it for myself I want to feel and you can tell I've been reading so many Sufi books I do love the Sufism um traditions but like I want to be drunk and the divine's wine like I want to be so faithful and like truly let the miracles fall over my life and be happy and free and be a a perfect example of how you can go through this world which is you know treacherous and hard things can happen and be like the the renaissance era of like you can still be elegant if you grow up in a space that's kind of slummy you can still be like a divine angel if you've been abused like you can still have it all if you've been through so much like I want to be that example but not by pointing fingers and saying ABC is what you do and you know you can't do this and like looking down I just want to be me and by being me and being true to me I can be all of that which I seek to be and so I do these things like I seek to be as holy as I truly am for myself and to be an example that people can be themselves and it can impact people so much more than trying to fit in, trying to do it like, you know, be in this trend. We can, (laughs) you have your own sacred ground within you that you carry with you everywhere you go. And if you pay attention to it, then you can call yourself back into that space when the world doesn't align with your spirit. You don't have to be what everyone wants you to be. In fact, you don't have to be that at all. You have a promise to yourself to keep. And when you're so caught up in the noise of what everyone else is doing, it's easy to lose that. So I don't want people to get so rigid trying to look like they've healed that they forget to enjoy life as a healed person you know people constantly place me on these pedestals of like you know so much you're so enlightened you're so wise like you're so like you've got it so together you're so and I'm like I'm just me this is my journey I'm living my life these things about myself I could tell you you're so 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 all these things as well but I know you're even more than that and the same as with me, there's there's more to me than that, and yes, you may have met me in that space, and yeah, that's nice that you see that in me, and I appreciate it, but I'm more than that, and I'm living my life, don't hold me up on a pedestal and to these standards, that if you see me laughing at a joke that doesn't look the most zen and spiritual, that you tell me, oh yeah, but you know, don't laugh at that, because if there's something going on, we can talk about it, there's nothing wrong with me, <laughs> I'm I'm happy and I'm cheeky too. I like cheeky jokes and you know Cat Williams and stuff like that. That doesn't mean I'm going to go out and call someone out their name and be nasty to them. But I like what I like when I like it and I think sometimes this it's like you might want to dress a certain way for example. Say, you know, your spiritual beliefs and how you speak or the things that you say may sound to people like it comes from like a modest place you know but then you may want to wear something that like shows your legs or shows your cleavage and you have that inner conflict because those people expect you to look a certain way to go with your aura or personality 
be the example that it isn't like that all the time, that being multifaceted is normal, that you don't have to just have a niche for your life. Like I was speaking about this to my sister last week because nowadays everything is like grow your account. How many followers can you get on Instagram? How many people can listen to your this? This person's blowing up. You can be an overnight sensation. People who are just living their real life are feeling like they have to turn themselves into this kind of brand prematurely because anyone can be a brand or have a brand but some people aren't in that space yet some people are just living their life working their job they've got some debt that they need to pay off they've got these other things going on you know they're going through personal things and trying to keep up with everybody else is putting them in a worse space because they're not tending to the things that they need to completely tend to because they want the image and it's like stop posting this content this is why you're not getting this reach this is what like (laughs) we're real people you don't have to have a niche for your personality even for your career you don't have to there are so many multi-hyphenates around this world that are doing great and they're exceeding in all different areas experience yourself completely allow yourself to go out into the world and just be who you are and if you don't like something or you do something and it doesn't work try something else who cares if someone says oh they're always trying something else who cares you have more experience this is your life like you're here for only a limited amount of time what are you going to do with it how much fun are you going to have when you're a child and you think of what you want to be when you're older how many times do you hear a child say I'm going to be a vet and I'm going to be Beyonce and I'm going to have my own sweetie shop and I'm going to work in the church with nanny. Like they say all these things that don't go together per se, but they do because it's what that child likes. And the same with you. You don't have to just pick one area. Yes, of course, if you want to focus on things one at a time, then do that. But don't hold yourself hostage because, okay, I've healed now. I've started meditating. I've started to get this divine insight. I have to be, you know, a tarot reader. No, you don't. You don't have to. I have so many gifts that I have that I don't monetize because it's just who I am as a person and if I wished to one day I would but right now I don't want to and possibly won't because I'm just being me. You don't have to be pressurized into doing all the things that people are doing because it looks healed. You don't have to hang out with all the other spiritual community because you're spiritual like you don't have to. I know so many people who don't have the same beliefs as me who don't believe in God that don't believe in there are so many things but there's they they fulfill me in so many different ways and I fulfill them in different ways and we give each other different perspectives and we break things down together and it's fun and it's nice to be different and we can just let our hair down you know it's nice to be that sometimes when you align yourself with community and I'm not saying don't have community because community is amazing but don't be so stuck in a community that you're not able to be your full self in if you find yourself in community and you think okay these girls or these guys you know when it comes to finance they're my guys when it comes to you know be experiencing your inner goddess they're my girls but when I want to let my hair down I need someone else because they can't do it like that you know, when I want to go and splurge on a new chick that I like, 
these guys are going to tell me to put it in stocks. I don't want to do that. Like, <laughs> you have to have your other people too. Have multiple communities. Express yourself fully. Don't hold yourself hostage in one space. Because you have to think, what did you want to do when you were sick? And by sick, I mean like traumatized or addicted to things or living against your truth or, you know, broke, like whether it's spiritually or financially. Like, what did you want to do? So many people want to become more financially, you know, intelligent because they want to be able to big be big balling. They want to be able to buy these nice things for themselves. They want more money so they can get the nice car and the nice apartment and that they can get their nice girl or the guy and, you know, travel, take flights and do all of those things. And then they find people that help them and they learn how to deal with credit and they learn how to do trading and all these things and then they're around people that are like okay keep investing keep investing keep investing because one day in the future it's all going to pay off and you're like I want to spend some of this like I want to invest some but I want to spend some now you're going against yourself because now you want to keep up with the Joneses and you want to keep investing 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 and you're watching the girl that you really like want to go and take her on a nice flight and you're like no if she's there in 10 years time then maybe son you ain't always got 10 years like live your life now like live a bit of it now yes prepare and plan for the future but also you're in the present only the present is real be here be now girls you want to you know keep up with what everyone's doing and you're like okay let me just focus if I focus on you know building up my Instagram platform, for example, then I'm going to be able to have the the brand deals and all these things come in in the future. Then I can start my business. Well, why don't you just start working on it now? Do you Can't you get samples? Can't you start designing or whatever it is? Like, why not start it now? Why do you have to wait? How do you know that starting your business is not what's going to make your presence on social media grow like why are you waiting around because it has to look a certain way and I have to have 10,000 followers before I launch this brand because otherwise who's gonna come and check for me because that's what the other girls I've seen do on Instagram do if you actually pay attention to the people on social media that actually speak about and not just like speak about their journey most of them didn't start off like oh, this all just came easy for me and then I did something. They were doing things for ages. They were intentional. They were posting for ages and no one was engaging with them. They were designing things for ages and no one, they were doing things. They didn't wait until they got to a place to start doing the thing. They just started doing the thing, living their life alongside their healing journey. And they checked back in with themselves when they felt pushed out and then they kept going this is your life. You don't have to be a niche. You don't have to look a certain way. You can just be you. And so if you are doing things that, you know, you wanted to do before you healed, celebrate yourself, keep celebrating yourself, keep going and keep living and keep experiencing. We are channels and we are vessels and God experiences itself through us as humans. And so when you look at yourself, truly see yourself as God-bodied, divine being and all that comes with it, feel the feels, create the creations and just like walk into your destiny. Because sometimes, sometimes people get unstuck only to be stuck again. 
but you don't need to find a home like in this whole process of like I need to find myself in this like yes this opened my mind so I need to keep going to this even though it's it's trauma binding me like you know some spaces that are spaces for people to go to to say share their experiences or say like you've had a bad week and you know there's communities where you can like go in and check in every Saturday and talk about your bad week but if you constantly go and say you had something to talk about on week one and you don't have anything else to talk about until week six but you're there every single week because you have to show up for everyone else but by week three the stories you're hearing are kind of triggering and they're kind of traumatizing and it's kind of too much for you but you keep going whose fault is that now? Yours, you're hurting yourself again. You don't have to keep being in these spaces. You can send love from wherever you are and light and positivity from wherever you are. You can pray, you can trust and when you truly trust in yourself and your power and your gifts, you'll be able to be separate, be without attachment, you know, life is impermanent you will experience this non-attachment that allows you to go through life and experience things and check in and check out and say, I resonate with this space. You guys are my tribe, but you don't have to be in my face 24-7 because also there are some of you in my tribe that you're still going through things I've worked through and if I continue to be here, I don't have the energy and the space to be able to hold that. Not everyone does. Like you have to know what's, what you can handle and what you can't handle in this world when you're walking through because you want to walk like you're healed not like you're still sick so remove what needs to be removed and keep changing things like if you like for example say you are your home which is true you are your home as you are so you need to remove unwanted visitors as and when, you know, if people just pulled up to your crib and they're like, hey, I want to, you know, come in and today you don't want guests in, you should be able to say, no, sorry, like I'm not having guests today. Or if you don't mind them being there for a limited amount of time, like, hey, you've got 30 minutes, you can have a, a drink, but then you got to go because I'm busy, you know, then that's up to you. And busy doesn't have to come with an excuse. If you say you're busy, you're busy. Busy could be sitting down doing nothing you you're busy because you don't want them around you're busy doing nothing um and that's how you have to treat your energy like all the time your body all the time like you are a home and that you don't need unwanted visitors there whether the visitors are a physical person or whether it's a belief or a notion or an idea that you see and if you're somewhere where it keeps being drummed into your head and you need to clear it out pull yourself back Ooh, see I just got chills and I just got a ring in my ear like pull yourself back if that's social media take social media breaks take them constantly whether it's these days of the week you don't go on social media every you know every two weeks you take a weekend off every month you take a week off like keep pulling yourself back keep giving yourself space to check in with yourself because if you have no space to check in with yourself then all that healing is really going to be for nothing because you're just going to continue to like you're going to work on yourself and you're doing healing and when you do healing it's very subconscious like you do conscious things 
as in like your practice and stuff, but you're trying to reprogram your subconscious. However, if you're continuously doing the same habits and behaviors, but you're telling yourself something in the mind, your mind's going to say, okay, so don't be a people pleaser basically means continuing to be a people pleaser because it's the same action, but this is just in my mind. So you're messing up the program, like stop it please stop it speaking to myself as well we gotta stop this like I still catch myself holding back at times because of appearing a way that doesn't align with how people perceive me but it's like boo-hoo you know like boo-hoo if they if it doesn't align if it confuses them cool because at the end of the day who's meant to understand me will and really and truly the only that is supposed to understand me is God and God understands me and then through God understanding me I learn to understand myself it's not my business who else understands me this do you know how long it took me for, to understand the parts of myself that at 28 now I'm understanding and I'm like what that is Ellis I didn't know her okay I want to know her more like it's a relationship with me and God is showing me but if I'm too in this world I don't see nothing and I'm blessed to be able to pull myself back here and then. And I'm still working on doing it more because I want to connect more with myself in this sacred way. But we have to check in with ourselves and be honest with ourselves when we've got like a complex or something shows up. Like I have this this issue with being seen as rare because, and it's funny because whenever I do like my birth chart or like astrology or I do... um like a personality quiz or anything like I love quizzes and you know all these kind of things whenever I do any kind of chart assessment someone reads something about me or you know I always fall into these rare categories of everything that even if it's down to like cut anything it's always these rare categories and growing up I used to love it I was like oh how that's so cool you know you know I'm unique like yay and as I grew up, I started to meet people who started to give me different energies with like what they meant by calling me rare because everyone has their own perception of a thing and how they put it out on someone. And so when I see myself as rare, it's like, I'm a unique, I'm a one of one. This is so cool. There's no one like me, which is like the childlike inner child, free inner child version of me. But then faced in the world, it's like people like for waiting for marriage. Oh, you're so rare. Like, and they try to put me on this pedestal of like separate to other women. I don't like segregation. I don't want to be separate to other women. They're my homegirls. Like what? Or like, oh, she's an Int J. Like, oh my God, so rare. No one else is like that. Like, oh my God, she's a this placement and that placement. Oh my God, so rare. Like, and they push it out like, yeah, like, you're so above, like you're so outside of the norm of people, like you definitely hold this power that no one holds, and I'm like, cute, but like, it's only fun when I say it, like it's only fun when I say it, because I know how I feel about it, I feel light, and I don't say it outwardly to be like, pointing fingers I'm like oh I'm rare that means everyone's rare we all like our own thing how cool that we all get to be ourselves but then when people start to put their notions onto it of like yeah that means I can put you in this category so then I know you so then I can be like 
well, I know this person who is like rare like this and you're not rare like that. Like I've had people push me in the face of people to kind of like make them feel less than. And it's got me like, I wouldn't even call them haters because it's valid why they feel that way by how the things were given to them. It's But it's like, they now have an animosity against me because they think I see myself the way that the person that perceived me expressed me to them. And it's just, it rubs me the wrong way. But also, I shouldn't allow that to stop me from loving the fact that I am a unique individual, that I am rare in my design because everyone is. And I find myself going back and forth with that, of like, this is the world. You know, this is how they see me and how they take something so sacred and beautiful and delicate and divine to me and twist it. But if I allow them now, them twisting it to make me hide my uniqueness, hide the fact that I'm a one of one, hide that I'm rare, hide that, yes, I'm a beautiful combination of things, then I'm letting the world win. And now I'm being of the world. Do you see what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, this earthly stuff is for the birds. It's for the birds. No, not really. It is kind of for the birds. But also, I like being here. Like, I like experiencing. I like being human. I like being able to do things and make mistakes and stuff like that. And I think when people hold you to these standards where you know better or, you know, sometimes you feel like you can't make mistakes, but you can make mistakes. What life is for. Like, don't intentionally go out into the world and be like, I'm not going to care about anything. I'm going to be reckless. And then, ooh, I didn't realize like no but know know when you know better and know that like you know yourself enough to let your hair down to have fun to be free and when things don't align with you to be able to say that's not for me you know like be able to say that's not for me like that might be for you but it's not for me I don't get down like that and not feel a way about it because another thing that I had a problem with which is off the back of that last thing is like judgment like feeling like I'm judging people if I don't pull myself back from people because I do things differently and then I felt like I was feeding into that notion of that pedestal of like I'm above so I so badly didn't want to be above but it's all a myth because I'm not above I could never be above another person because we are all equal you can't be above you might know something more than someone in one area but does that make you above? In the eyes of God, no, it doesn't. And so I'm like, I could never, why am I feeding into this to worry about it like that? I can use my discernment to be able to say, that's not for me. And in the same book I was speaking about earlier, the transformation of the heart, um, there was a quote in there and I'm going to read it. Hold on. I'm going to read it because I was like, oh, this hits the spot. And I read it to my sister and she, the first line, she just started laughing. She's like, that just sounds funny. But the quote is, we need to learn to discriminate. As in the cartoon of the man tied up in a straitjacket who says to the mystic walking nearby, how come I'm tied up in here and you're walking around free? To which the mystic replies, I knew who to say what to and you didn't. And I was like, that's where I want to be in my life. Like, I want to know who to say what to and who not to say things to. Like, I want to know how I'm moving through the world, how to be myself, to not over-explain myself in situations where I don't need to over-explain myself and give energy. 
where I don't need to be molding myself, where I can just be firm and be me and know when I need to tailor my voice, which is going to be very rare, but it would probably be in a situation when I have children where I have to explain something in a language and bring something down to a space that they can understand it. But if I'm speaking to someone who's here and I'm looking at them from eye to eye and they're choosing to ignore me, I know what not to say to you. As in like, I know not to waste my breath. I know not to come and try and like make a relationship or make something work when it doesn't. I know if that everyone is like, we're all going left in this like superficial way and it's only me one who wants to go right into a way of like enlightenment, which obviously it's not just me, but say if it was, you know, I know you'd be like, okay, I don't need to tell you nothing about where I'm going. I don't need to try and convince you to come over here. I don't need to worry about what you're doing and try and get you on this side. I I really don't need to say to you, use your gifts, use your gifts. No, I need to go about my business and I know, I know I need to live free. And when you're so caught up in what everyone else is doing and trying to get everyone else to see the light and trying to save everyone and trying to help everyone and trying so badly to be in this world like and of this world so that you know, you're properly in tune with everything and you're caught up with everything and you're in the right spaces. You miss it all. You'll be where you're supposed to be if you allow yourself to be as free as you are. And so like, yeah, I still have people around that refuse to face themselves. And as a result, they can't see me because they still see themselves from a certain space. And like, for example, say you trying to think of a way to say it without saying it but say you have had a negative belief of yourself and when you are starting this healing journey because it comes in so many layers you start your healing journey and you find nice parts of yourself parts of yourself that you can be compassionate to but say it's down to like I don't know what would be a perfect example Say it's down to a personality quiz. Say you've done a personality quiz and it told you that your personality is INTJ, which is my one. And it's like, okay, so it makes you a rare woman in like the one, two or something percent. So anything about yourself that you like or someone points out that's nice about you, you attribute it to that and say, yeah, it's because of that. It's because of that. You're still separating yourself. You're still in this segregation. So then when you come into contact with other people who you like their essence, you're going to look for the things that you can find that is separate to them to put it down to. So if you find me and you find I'm an int J too, you can be like, see, she's an INTG. I don't know why I'm using it interchangeably, but anyway, she's an INTJ. That's why you're like this. No, I'm like this because I'm like this. It's not that like that. Okay, great. But it's because I'm like this why my my results for that score test came out like that. The tests don't tell me be this way. Like I'm this way. I put it in the test, and the test said this is what a culmination of you is. Like I think. A lot of people struggle with that. You have to bring it back to you. You have to bring it back and you have to absorb it and you have to digest it. Like you find the things out that explain you or they resonate with you. You have to bring it back and absorb it. Like I remember having this friend before and I thought we were so similar and I'm like, he's just like me. I'm just like him. Oh my God, like he's so great. But I didn't see myself as so great. And I had to stop at a moment and say, if we're so alike and I think you're so great, then how am I not great? 
And then I had to personalize it and absorb it. And that in itself is a whole process because when you do that, you have to grieve the parts of you that like didn't see that. And you have to hold yourself differently to be able to say, do you know what? I didn't deserve to treat myself that way. And so some people aren't ready to face themselves. And as a result, they're going to continue to project all this kind of like energy out. And I wouldn't necessarily say they're like mean, nasty, negative people, but it's just everyone's in their different space. So you have to focus on facing yourself because if you let how others see you dictate who you are, you're going to constantly be lost, constantly confused, and you're going to be wasting your energy healing. Like there'd be no point to heal if you're constantly just going to let the world define you, you might as well just hang it up now and give it a rest because there's just no point. Um, so yeah, like heal, but then walk as you've healed. Don't spend all your days like, okay, let me find the next thing. Let me do some more shadow work because I think I dealt with that, but actually I'm not sure. Let me just double check. Why? Go out and live your life. And if something happens again and you feel damaged again, you feel, you know, wounded again, you feel triggered then that's when you go back and check in with yourself and say, okay, I have these tools. Let me use one of them and see what happens because the situation has presented itself again. But if you live in like, let me be careful so I can't get caught by something because just in case something gets me, I might, oh no, but you have the tools. It's like, why do you have the the tools to be able to protect yourself if you're hiding from the things that might hurt you? what's the point? You could have just stayed in the house the whole time. If you're going out into this world, right, and you're seeing it as a battlefield and you have all your weaponry with you now, that's so you can go where you're going. It's not so you can hide from, it's so you can go where you're going. So go where you're going and live your life. Like, I want to be in this world and I want to enjoy it. I want to enjoy the luxury without feeling bad because people with the same tools as me to manifest their own individual best life designed for them aren't using them and would rather project a distaste towards those who do. I don't have time for that. I don't believe anybody has time for that. Okay, I want to be in community that allows me to make mistakes and not be the fixer and counsellor for everyone. Like, I don't want to live my life and work every day. Like, I don't want to build a friendship with someone who I think, yay, they get me. And then all of a sudden I realize you're just calling me for free counseling. Like, you could have, first of all, just been a client. You could have just paid for that. Now you're like, but also I want to be free and I want to live my life and be of service and to serve. All you have to do is be yourself and experience this life as you. It's not the same as work. And when you can discern between service and work you realize that service is not only more beneficial to the world but it's easier for you and then we have this big experience you know live life to the fullest and then we can feed back to God in prayer like every night I feed back to God in prayer and then when it's time to return to our eternal home we can feed back all of it like whoa earth's crazy you know what's going down on earth like it's crazy down there this is happening that's happening but I served in this way and so because I was there the world is going to be a better place because I went there and I left parts of myself that I planted seeds in minds by just being myself and I showed that it was possible like be that 
I didn't heal. Like when I think about it, I'm like, girl, I did not heal, okay, to be living my life or mediocre, you know, wait, still waiting around for people to get on their healing journey, to get outside and want to be confident and do things. No. Listen, Ellis, baby, <laughs> Ellis, yeah, is like this whole timeless, divine, classical being. She's like a Dorothy Dandridge. She's like a, she's a everything that's who I am at my core and I'm so artistic and I do all the arts but I'm also a very elegant lady but I'm also like gonna go to the shop in my pjs because I can't like I'm so many different things and I want to be able to show up as all of those parts of myself to walk down the street and to feel sexy without someone saying oh well you can't be like that because you know you're a virgin like boohoo like boohoo, I can, I can, I can do it all, the only thing stopping me is me, so I'm not going to stop myself, and yeah, that's it, I'm not stopping myself, I don't want anyone to stop themselves, and anytime I feel myself challenging, like, when I feel myself at odds with myself, or taking what someone else says to me, and like, trying to make it fit, I gotta shake that off, I gotta make it shake, and keep it pushing, because I worked on myself a lot, I worked on myself so hard in ways that people could not imagine the kind of battlefield that was in my heart, my soul, my mind, and how much I worked on it to be able to be free. So why would I stay in prison? You know? So yeah, this episode, I feel like, I hope it was delicate, but I feel like I was like coming at this energy. I feel like I'm coming at this energy that makes people feel like being themselves is not enough. It is enough it really is enough and I don't want people to be walking around in this world being at war with themselves if you're going to be at war with anyone don't be at war with yourself and so yeah that is all I have to say for today yeah now I'm feeling like I need to go and listen to some Jay-Z and get on my confident fly girl-ish because yeah that's how I'm feeling and then I'm probably going to put on a Dorothy Dandridge film afterwards and go get my nails did, you know? So, yeah, that is this episode for this week. Next week, what am I going to talk about? I don't know. If you have any ideas of things that you want to talk me to talk about, please let me know because I have so much ideas. I always have something to talk about. So I could put out episodes left, right and centre, but I do want them to be tailored to what people want to hear. And so, yes, I'm observant. Yes, I can see and feel the energy of like, okay, this is where we're going right now. But if you have something specific, please let me know. Also, if you do have any dilemmas, um, I am going to start doing some like dilemma episodes and try and make them a bit more light but just be like you know big sis or homegirl or whatever who um, you want to hear like my perspective on something for you can email me and so my email hold on girl because I nearly forgot okay so my email address is boogiebunay and I'm going to spell it out b-o-o-g-i-e b-o-n-e-t i'm going to also put it in the description but yeah so it's boogiebunay at outlook.com and just send me over your dilemmas that you have there or any questions that you want me to answer and i will answer them for you whether it's about you know something like 
anything. I don't want to even put out there what it could be about. You just ask and I will deliver. I will do them all anonymously so I won't say your name but please can you just put like your age range and then your gender um like your pronoun so that I can address you correctly when I read them out and yeah that is it for today I hope you lovely people enjoy the rest of your week and I'll see you on Wednesday until next time thank you for joining me for an episode of my sacred return the podcast I hope this space made you feel comfortable and that you'll return next week. If you feel called to, please subscribe and tell a friend to tell a friend. You can keep up with me on Instagram at mysacredreturn and the rest of my social media links will be in the description box. See you next time, Sacred Souls.